everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are very excited to be our first official episode of the podcast post Christmas. This is so exciting. We did it. We 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 made it through. We enjoyed our season of Christmas, and now we're on to Winterfest. Oh no! Change other <laughs> <Yeah>. sound. Other <laughs> sound. That's right. We are on New Year's new movies. We're previewing it, and who better to join me to do this but Greg McBride, screenwriter Greg McBride. Greg, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. But as I remind you, every time I'm on, Rachel, I prefer the moniker supermodel to screenwriter. <laughs> okay, that's right. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, you just have to keep reminding me. Huh. <laughs> Too busy these I, days. That's, yeah, I'm such a supermodel. That's why Rachel wanted to do this audio only. So I get the, I get the hint, Rachel. But nonetheless, <laughs> I'm happy to be here. You know, I love Hallmarkies podcast and doing the live watch party with you guys was so oh. fun this year. If for mm-hmm. whoever hasn't done that, it seriously is, it's such a nice community. I have to yeah. say, like it really, everyone was so welcoming. So thank you. Well, what if you are not aware, we have our Patreon group and for only $2 a month, you can join in and you get a watch along every month with talent like Greg McBride uh, to, to, and we watch the movie together and we get to ask questions and get behind the scenes details. It's really fun. And uh, we have a really fun one coming up for January. Uh, we have our first actress that is going to be in the watch along. And Natalie Hall is going to be with us to watch her movie, Winter Princess. Uh, and so that should be very fun because that's a funny kind of goofy movie more than the typical Hallmark movie, like has a sense more of a sense of humor than than some of the other ones. And so I think that's going to be a lot of fun to to talk to her about it and uh and she's so great i love her so much and so anyway if you've been waiting you've been on the fence now's the time to dive in and yeah and i'll add like celebrities are fun and the january watch is a much better get than screenwriter or supermodel greg mcbride but i have again i have to say just everyone in the group is so nice like it was such yeah. a lovely experience especially in, during the year of covid and we're all sick to death of group calls or zoom calls or whatever and i have yeah. to say it was just it was such a nice evening so yeah people do it do it everyone yeah. well and thank you for for doing that because that was that was it was really fun uh but uh, did you were you able to catch any of the new christmas movies at all this season uh, i'm still working my way through them Mm-hmm. quite it, honest yeah did you think it from what you saw did you think it was a pretty good season uh yeah i mean listen under the covid conditions my gosh i can't believe yeah. they pulled it off you know me too i um, i mean it's unbelievable i mean the fact that between lifetime and hallmark they made over over 70 movies is just in, it's amazing yeah and watching them it's not like you could you know it's not like the cast seems small or that you know You noticed hand sanitizer in every shot. I mean, it really, um, I thought that, uh, you know, you wouldn't know that that they did it. What what were some of your favorites? I loved Deliver by Christmas. I thought that was really good. I really liked uh, the Christmas Waltz. Yeah, that was a great one. That was uh, was really good. I loved On Lifetime, Christmas Ever After. That was really good. And uh, sweet and spicy uh, holiday on Lifetime. That was really fun. 
And so, yeah, it's, I think it was a pretty, in general, even though, like, there weren't that many that I really disliked, like, most of them, there, most of them I would watch again. I mean, and I can't always say that every year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Oh, that, it's that's a real test, actually, too, isn't yeah. it? Just mm-hmm. uh, that you would actually watch it again. Right. Um, yeah. So now, as you mentioned, they have changed uh, the moniker, the theming from Winterfest to new movies, New Year, new movies. And I mean, it kind of makes sense because I feel like that's a sort of tie in to countdown to Christmas. It kind of flows more because you're kind of getting that crowd into new years and, and everything. And, but I don't feel like it's as catchy as Winterfest. I, yeah, I feel, I feel like Winterfest was great. And especially for us Hallmark fans and Christmas fans, like we're always a little sad. Um, So I think to give Winterfest that moniker really worked. And it's funny you know, we're going to talk about, we're going to preview the movies, but all of none of the movies were made with this moniker. We, we know that not even the new year's one was since that's been delayed, but, um, but I, you know, I feel like all these movies are a a reflection of Winterfest. So part of me feels like if you're going to roll this out, let the movies reflect it as well. And um, I agree too, like Winterfest, especially to the Hallmark crowd, it sort of rolls off the tongue and like, you know, new year, new you, no, new movies, new something. Like it's yeah, like, it's wait, is this, is this a Weight Watchers commercial? What's happening here? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and I don't okay, need reminded well. of that, right? <laughs> That's right. So, all right. Well, we're going to preview them nonetheless. And we always, in these Winterfest previews, we give a preview rating of a snowflake. So it's one for not excited, five for very excited. I think it's going to be great so let's dive in so the first first movie is taking a shot at love and this is alexa penavega and luke mcfarlane in the leads and it's directed by kevin fair who's done tons of these movies and it is written by julie sherman wolf who we love she's great and uh and the summary is uh jenna a former professional dancer uses ballet to help a hockey player get back on the ice. And I don't know if you got a chance to watch the preview, the little preview, but uh, what are your overall, what do you think about this idea? Well, I would like to change the summary to Jenna, a former pole dancer. (laughs) I just feel like that spices it up. And by the way, for any kids listening, I reference the North Pole. (laughs) Um, No, you know what? All kidding aside, like, of all the Winterfest movies, this is, or oops, sorry, of all the new year, new movies, <laughs> movies, yeah. um, this I'm most excited about. Yeah. I, the trailer is cute. I, you know, it's got a cast that is really solid. As you say, the writer is wonderful and the director. And I just, you can just tell this is going to deliver even from watching the trailer. And it's all the reasons that we love Hallmark movies. And I love that, even you know the hockey angle is a little bit different because i find Mm -hmm. um in hallmark movies sometimes this is true more for the past but sometimes the male is more of an ornament than an than an active part of the story and so i feel like this feels very organic and you know 
it's it's what romantic comedies are made of, right? Like we know this oil and vinegar is going to be the perfect mix and it's just going to be fun to watch how everything comes together. So I got to tell you, I hate to do it, but right off the bat, five snowflakes. Ah, yeah, I I agree. I think this one looks really cute. I mean, it, it's, it feels it feels almost sort of those cutting edge kind of vibes even though it's ballet dancer versus a uh, a figure skater in in that movie i don't know i feel like it's sort of that same dynamic of you got the uh the the alpha uh hockey player doing ballet is is a funny idea and luke mcfarlane is very charming i do think there is a pretty big age gap between him and Alexa Penavega. Uh, and so I wonder a little bit about the chemistry, but I hope it'll be there, but pretty confident in Julie's writing. And she always brings out the humor and, and I feel like this has potential to be very funny. So I, I'm, I'm going to give it four snowflakes for this one. Wow. We're off so, to a strong start. I know it's very good. I mean, in general, uh, Winterfest is pretty strong for me. I last year was, I mean, 2020 was not my favorite. Uh, they had the maze movie, which I hated. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, but yeah, normally I, I, I like, uh, the season quite a bit. So, uh, but next we have a new year's resolution. And this was again, supposed to be part of, of, countdown to christmas 2019 and they got rid of it and and never explained why we We talked yeah we actually talked about it on Mm -hmm. last year's new year's show that's right folks i've been this is my third (laughs) new year's show with hallmarkies podcast yes and so yeah we've been we've been hearing about this for a while we've been talking about it for a while but uh, it stars amy teagarden and michael rady and it's directed by Leslie De- Demetriatis, and she was also did a watch along with us. Uh, and she was the her and producer Kevin Duda, both of them were uh, helming the last year's fan favorite Two Turtle Doves, and they're both great. I love them so much. And it, this is also written by Sarah Montana, who also did Two Turtle Doves and Love to the Rescue. She had to miss this Christmas season. Uh, for mo- most people, I know we're not big fans of uh, you know, of CCB's Christmas movie this year, which Sarah wrote, uh, and everybody has their off day, so <laughs> that's okay. Uh, she's had some well, really as a strong fellow writer. Movies. I can tell you that sometimes the script is glorious, and then the notes yeah, happen, or right. a director can make changes. Um, so we won't blame her because she's had a lot of wonderful stuff yeah exactly but i'm i'm really fascinated to see this because we haven't given the plot yet but um i i i you know i wonder was it just sort of a scheduling craziness last minute whatever and that stuff does happen at hallmark channel as it happens everywhere um or was there some reason so like i i kind of want to like be a detective while i watch this and try and figure out why it wasn't on last year Mm-hmm. I know. Me too. Me too. It's when a morning show producer makes a New Year's resolution to say yes more, she crosses paths with a confirmed yes man who just might hold the key to her biggest story and to her heart. <laughs> That's a good summary. Um, and I asked <laughs> Leslie when I was talking to 
I said, why do you, do you have any idea why it was pulled? And I was like, is there something, is there anything that, you know, is it like edgy in a certain way or is there any reason? And cause it was right around when, where they were having all the Zola mess and everything. And I was like, is there any reason why they pulled it? And she was like, no, I have no idea. It's just, she did, she couldn't figure out. And so it'll be interesting to see what it is. And I I am a little bit worried about chemistry on this one because I think it also has a pretty big age gap between Amy Teagarden and Michael Rady. But I and I and I do admittedly struggle a little bit with Amy because I just know her so well from Friday Night Lights. And she was a teenager in that show, and she was a very unlikable teenager. And I just have to get over that. <laughs> Accept her as a. It's hard when you're so used to somebody, and it's so unfair. You know, so well, and that's just. Uh, yeah, that's that's just an attribute to her acting. Yeah. I'm with you though. When I watch the trailer, it seems like it should be working more than it is, and maybe it's just the trailer. But maybe maybe there is a little bit of a chemistry gap, so that will be interesting. But you know what? It's a really cute idea. I love when they do New Year's movies and they've had some misses on New Year's movies too, but um, I think the first time I did uh, this this annual show, mm-hmm. their New Year's movie was a little weak, but um, yeah. uh, you know, so it's a great premise. And and as you say, you know, it's it's got some really talented people behind the scenes. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I I can't tell. I'm going to give it two and a half stars or two and a half snowflakes. Excuse me. Yeah. So, yeah. And I kind of, I'm curious. I wish I could know why they didn't have this one first. You would think that you would want to have the New Year's focused movie on the second. Rachel, Rachel, this is Hollywood. Stop making sense. Thank you. <laughs> Moving on, people. Ignore her. She's had too much eggnog. <laughs> Okay, so then we have two for the win. Oh, I didn't say my score. So I will give it three snowflakes. Reese, okay. I interrupted you. I apologize. Although (laughs) I will do it 12 more times in the next 12 minutes. Okay, so then we have two for the win. And this stars Charlotte Sullivan, who is new to Hallmark. But she has done lots of, it it seemed like there were a lot of police type shows. A lot of procedurals. procedurals. Yeah, that's the word. Uh, she's done uh, Rookie Blue and shows like that. And then Trevor Donovan is in this. And it's director Jerry Sicconetti. And in it has writer Andrea Canning and Nina Wyman are working on this one. And it's a world champion ski racer and local ski instructor find romance on the slopes as he returns home and prepares for the biggest race of his life. And in the little thing on Hallmark uh, YouTube, they, they interview, I guess he has racing ski racing experience, Trevor Donovan, that he had actually done, done that before. According to the behind the scenes, the yeah. extras, you know, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's, what do you what do you think about this one? Well, first of all, I feel like it's really and I know that sometimes this just happens, but you could take out ski racer and insert professional hockey player. Like yeah. me, that this is airing so close to take a shot of love is a little odd to me because it's uh-huh. kind of the same plot. Um I'm 
I'm a little more wary of this only because um, first, well, first of all, I'm, I always love it when there's somebody new in a lead role in a Hallmark movie. I feel like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I love our tried and true, um, but it's really fun to see somebody step into the role and bring yeah. some, you know, new perspective to it. So I'm excited to see what Charlotte Sullivan does. And, you know, it's, it's always hard you know, what is available for preview right now is the behind the scenes. And it's a little tough to um, get a feel for the movie from those. Cause those are always directed. Like that's always saying, say, right. remind us that you're a downhill racer and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. So, which listen is part, is yeah. part of the fun. Um, but I'm not sure about this one. So uh, again, for me, two and a half snowflakes. Yeah, I, mean, I think this one, it seems like it's going to have more of a small town festival and a like returning home kind of you element. You mean like Winterfest? Okay, go on. Yeah, like Winterfest. <laughs> then taking a shot at love, which seemed like it's more going to be about the uh, about the hockey versus ballet kind of dynamic. But um, but yeah, they are they do seem like somewhat similar. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm curious. Uh, I think... I and having Andrew Canning and Nina Wyman involved makes me more interested because I I really like both of them uh, in the script. So I will give it three snowflakes. I'm just being super in the middle of this episode. Well, listen, it's hard to tell, right? Yeah, right. I mean, Nina's a great writer. Um, So yeah, it's gonna you know it'll be fun to see. I I think my little bit of fear for two for the win is. It could almost be a parody at this point. Do you know what I mean? It just seems like super what Hallmark is and the sort of, you know, Saturday Night Live did that great spoof several years ago with James James Franco. The reason it was so funny is it was spot on. Right. Um, And so I almost feel like this is a little spot on. But that being said... I love spot on when it comes to romance. So this this could end up being really fun. So we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, I don't love the name. Don't love the title. Two for the win. That's just- <laughs> again parody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we have Love in the Alps. Right. That's and- not parody for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they've had a movie called Love in the Alps, but who knows? Uh, so this is Nazneen Contractor. So she did her first Hallmark movie this last Christmas season. So excited to have her back. And Brooke Starnell, who's done two. Uh, well, one Lifetime, one Hallmark Christmas movie. And uh, director Stephen R. Monroe and writer S.W. Sessions. They've both done a bunch. And it's when an average guy is gifted a luxury trip, he is mistaken as a millionaire, but then sparks fly with the lovely concierge. Will she feel the same way about him when she learns the truth? I'm going to say no, because all our <laughs> women always want to marry for the money. Yep. Yeah, they're usually pretty cold hearted like uh-huh. that. <laughs> so, um, and, and this is a, a diverse cast. So that's nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think it sounds kind of fun. I think it could be fun if the, uh, if the characters are kind of likable and, um yeah i think you know what and this will be the same for two for the win i think with something like this it's really going to come down to the leads you know what i mean they uh, i don't want to say lift the material but again there's a little bit of a paint by numbers aspect here which again is not wrong that's all romantic comedies are that way 
You know, you introduce mm-hmm. oil and vinegar, and then we're going to take a ride with them. Right. Um, but to keep it from being a little bit, um, you know, uh, pedestrian, you want to count on the lead actors to really sort of lift it and and give us some subtext, even mm-hmm. with with their dialogue. So it, it'll be, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I can find love in the Alps. I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah, I am going to give this one 2.5. I'm in the middle on it, but I hope it'll be great. I'll be watching and I'm going to give it two snowflakes. Okay. All right. So then we have Snow Kissed. This is Jen Lilly and Chris McNally, who seem like a great pairing to me. Uh, they're both pretty fun actors and... I don't know. I just like them both a lot. And director Jeff Beasley. Travel-averse journalist chases her dream assignment where she unwittingly finds herself mentoring a handsome bed-and-breakfast owner who wants to be a tour guide. So it sounds a lot like our story, Rachel. Should we have our lawyers call? I feel like it's a little close to home. Yeah, yeah. that's what's going on. Um, yeah, I mean... The the idea of kind of being mentored to be a tour guide, that doesn't sound like a fair, like, like that seems like a pretty basic job to need a mentor for. But I just really like Jen Lilly and Chris McNally. I mean, they, they seem like a really good pairing. So that, uh, and she can, she, she, I haven't liked all of her movies. There's been a few duds, but uh, for the most part, I like her and her movies and chris mcnally is so charming um so just on them alone i the the summary doesn't do a whole lot for me but we'll see that could be kind of funny her being travel averse being if she's kind of a manic kind of character that could be funny i Um, agree i agree they're starting to push in some movies the comedy envelope a little more which is really nice to see and that's what i hope happens here and i'm going to give snow kissed four snowflakes because i agree i think the the pairing of jen and chris i'm on first name basis with them (laughs) even though i've never met them um that just sounds really good to me so yeah yeah, i love that i even love the title i mean it just you know i agree the log line is a little bit eh, but um but i'm i'm gonna go with four snowflakes i have a good feeling about the snow kissed Hopefully we'll end Nier's new movies on a good note because yeah, I'm also going to give it four. Hopefully it'll be great. All right. We have only one mystery that we know of right now in January. There may be more announced, but right now we have a ship, a ships in the night, a Martha's vineyard mystery. This is the third, I believe of these series uh, it has Jesse Metcalf, Sarah Lind and Chelsea Hobbs. Director Mark Jean, writer Jillian Harvath, and it's uh, when an art gallery leads, when an art gallery robbery leads to the death of the contemptible gallery manager, former Boston detective Jeff Jackson teams up with local doctor and old flame Dr. Z uh, Medieras to catch the killer. So, what do you what do you think about this? Does that sound like a, a good mystery? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've actually liked both of the previous ones. Uh, I thought were pretty good. Uh, and so the, uh, I mean, it's pretty basic art gallery. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I tease, I tease. Uh, I, you know, if you watch the the trailer, it's fun, and you know, it looks like there's a few, you know, dangerous by Hallmark movies and mystery standards moments. Um, yeah, which 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 is fun, I think. You know, uh-huh. um, I like the packages they present. So I feel like it's the same thing we've sort of been talking about. Like it feels a little paint by numbers, but I'm optimistic. You know, it's got a decent I hope cast. I hope that the the contemptible gallery owner is a little dishy, is a little, you know, like fun. A I mean, really guys, but still, <laughs> yeah, but it would be kind of like, oh, these kind of mysteries are usually the best when they're, there's like a tiny bit of camp in them yeah. and they don't take themselves super seriously. And so that would be funny if he's just like a total Scrooge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll so, see. Yeah. I'm going to give this one three snowflakes. Okay. Yeah, since I liked the previous two, I will agree. All right. So that's our preview. But we last what, year. What was that the preview of, Rachel? What was New it? Year, New Year's New Movie. Oh, very oh. good. Don't star for Rachel. <laughs> um, so last year we talked about When Harry Met Sally because there was our New Year's movie had gotten canceled the year before. We talked about the, the actual Hallmark New Year's movie. And so we thought it'd be fun to talk about another sort of New Year's-esque type movie. And you had suggested while you were sleeping, and I was very excited when you suggested that because it is a movie that I love and adore. And so it was really fun. It's always a different experience. I don't know if you felt this at all, but when you're when you're watching something, preparing for discussion, you know, and to have things taking notes and things like that, it's just a different experience than when I'm just hanging out watching it. And you notice things that you didn't ever notice before. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've probably watched this movie 5,000 times. Um, <laughs> it First of all, it's the perfect post-Christmas, pre-New Year's movie, because that's exactly when it takes place. Right. And it's, you know, it's always a little sad for us Christmas movie junkies to have to, you know, even if you watch Christmas movies after Christmas, it can be a little sad. Um, so this is really perfect. And this is one of those perfect movies. As a writer, like, I hold this up as the gold standard. Um, I just think it's, I think it's such a beautiful movie. And it's really about love of all kinds. And yes, when you watch it, analyzing it, which I've done several times as a writer, um, you do see it differently. And sometimes that can weaken a movie for you because you start to see a little bit of the mechanics behind the scenes. Even if it's a great movie, you know, you're studying different things. But I, there's a reason why we're talking about this movie so many years later. I mean, this one holds up. It made Sandra Bullock a star. It really is credited with making Bill Pullman a star as well. He had done several movies before this that just didn't quite catch for him. Um, but this one really did. And not that they both weren't very popular and working, but this, you know, just sort of catapulted them. But the whole cast is wonderful. The premise, you know, it's so kind of goofy, um, but it's a great hook and it just works on all levels. Yeah, I think there's I like to use the word perfect because I mean, technically, there are, of course, no perfect movies. But I think if you're asking, does a movie do what it sets out to do? 
then I, I don't know how you don't answer in the case of this movie. Absolutely. It it's completely succeeds in doing what it sets out to do. And I, I, I think it is perfect in that, in that sense of just being very, very, very satisfaction. Uh, it makes you just smile. You love watching it. And I think that the thing that it does so well is that you are immediately attached to Lucy Sandra Bullock's character immediately you're rooting for her you want her to be happy and she just I think almost anybody can relate to how lonely she is as a character and you just want her to get that darn stamp in her passport and to be happy and not be so alone and and that starts from the very beginning because she's she's lonely but in such a positive way and it just makes you root for her yeah that's such a great point rachel because it she it's not it's not written or played that she's a loser or that she has some terrible you know social incident from her high school that she's you know that she's somehow broken and in fact she is such a strong character because she wants to get that passport and and go out there she wants to make her her wishes come true on herself, right? It's not like she's like, oh, I need a man like I need an oxygen tank. And then, if, you know, she's got her secret crush and, you know, things happen as they do. But you're right. She's such a strong character, so likable from the beginning. And, you know, again, I think that's not only a testament to the writing and the direction, but also um, to Sandra Bullock, who just, you know, she's so likable and such a good actor. And one of the best ways to test acting um, is to not be able to tell they're acting, right? And she just brings Lucy to life. Yeah, she really does. And you you feel so c- just connected to her. And I, I feel like this movie and maybe even a little bit like Speed and just some of her earlier films, she did such a good job of making us bond with her as an actress. And there were so many like not great movies but like even within in her not great movies i still loved her i've never not loved her like she's just so likable and lovely and even when she does uh sort of darker fare you know something like say bird box or whatever it might be like you you just are are always rooting for her and you feel like oh that's sandra our friend is back (laughs) yeah there's a real everyman quality less now than there was back then but you're right it's completely stuck and Uh we feel we feel such an affinity with her um and i think that's always been true for her i don't know if you remember this totally random movie um that she was in earlier than this called love potion number nine Mm -hmm. and she just always you know there was just always this affinity you felt with her you know even though she's very beautiful and funny and all this stuff but you're just like wow you know what i i feel like she would be a friend of mine right we would get along yeah Yeah. that's true it really is and i just like the way that this movie kind of talks about loneliness and i think that whether you're single or married or whatever i think that anybody can relate to that feeling like it we all experience times of loneliness as humans and think that's what makes this because it's a it's a ridiculous premise let's be honest i mean this whole this whole elaborate lie and everything is is kind of ridiculous but it's it works because you like the character so much and it kind of harkens back to the 
old screwball comedies. Oh yeah, there's a real madcapness to it. And I think one of the things that that makes it strong is that it happens in a relatively short amount of time. It's not like, you know, this thing has to be elongated for di- yeah. for weeks. Right. Um and then also just back to her loneliness. Like she's she's lonely, but she's not dysfunctional, right? She's even got her friendship with her boss and uh-huh. she, you know, who who she talks to and confides in and um, you know, it's just she she hasn't quite reached that breakthrough right as as is shown at the hot dog stand you know there's little things like that where mm-hmm. uh you know it's kind of funny moments but it just it does define her character and again that's such a testament to the writing in this movie is that as silly and madcap as it is every character is really strong even the landlord's son you know who is, is kind of hilarious and that you know he's in the closet and he wants to try things on and he's kind of gross at first but like by the end of the movie you just love him for being him and gosh that's a concept we're seeing now in movies right like for to do that in the 90s i think was really delightful you know you really didn't hate anyone in that movie yeah. agreed and yeah the it's really an ensemble piece uh, as much as we love you know sandra bullock and and bill pullman but yeah all of the uh the the supporting characters peter boyle and glennis johns oh yeah i mean incredible even the fiance um ally uh oh yeah yeah she's hilarious ally walker yeah it's just terrific and you know peter gallagher is great and um you know the little sister's wonderful like there's there's just such a richness to it, you know, it's very layered. And so again, you have this kind of madcap hook, but then what supports it? What lifts it? We talked about that, that we're hoping to see in some of the new year, new movies, movies. Yeah. Um, You know, so, so I think this, this just really um, is such a good example of that. And again, it's why it's, it's, it's why it holds up and it's, you ask any writer and they'll, they'll talk about this movie. Yeah. So she as we get introduced to peter and she describes him as her prince charming and she says we've never actually spoken but somehow i know we will meet and uh and then uh, she finds out she has to work christmas from her boss and he says you're the only one who is alone and uh i love their dynamic through throughout the movie her and her boss it's so funny it's a it's a great dynamic and he's not even in it that much you know no, what i mean maybe five funny. minutes total but but is it is an essential element you yeah. know lucy they have doctors for this kind of thing uh-huh. <laughs> um so he gets mugged and thrown onto the tracks the muggers leave and she jumps onto the tracks she saves his life and then she goes to see him in the hospital they won't let her in and she says i was going to marry him and then the nurse thinks that she is the fiance and the whole family then bursts in and like i said i love glennis johns as the uh uh as the grandma of the family she elsie she's so funny and of course she's like she was like a hollywood legend Glennis Johns and I, I just thought she was because of course she was in uh in Mary Poppins and uh I just thought she was really funny in this I agree I agree mm-hmm. and you know what that I love that element of of while you were sleeping you know as somebody from um a really severely broken childhood mm-hmm. um I 
always yearned for family, you know, and I, yeah. I never quite knew what that meant. And I love that this film celebrates that. And like all of a sudden to be part of the family, even with, you know, the warts and blemishes and all that stuff, you know, it just, it, it just really, you know, this film is a testament to that as well. And, and it's a real love story about family and it's, it's a beautiful thing. And so again, it's, you know, we talk about her character being lonely, but it goes beyond just that, oh, I wish I was married thing. You know, it's not the Cinderella situation where a glass slipper will fix everything. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it really does resonate. Well, and when they find Lucy, the the family has really kind of found Peter again because you definitely get the the impression that he's been distant and and not involved in the family, and and that's hard when you have that distance uh, between a family, and you really feel it. You miss the people that there's. Yeah, the I would say with that's and, true for both of the sons in the family, right? Like she true. sort of brings them both home again. Yeah, that's true. And uh, so then, uh, you know, and Saul says that. It says, you you saved his life. In fact, you saved the whole family. And uh, I like when he, the dad says, uh, this smiles at their caps, $600 a tooth. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. And it is a funny script, too. It makes you laugh right at the beginning. And... Uh, I love her little speech to Peter uh, that night. And she says, she says, do you believe in love at first sight? Nah, I bet you don't. You're probably too sensible for that. Or have you ever like seen somebody and you knew that if only that person really knew you, they would, well, they would of course dump the perfect model that they were with and realize that you were the one that they wanted to just grow old with. Have you ever fallen in love with someone you haven't even talked to? Have you ever been so alone you spend the night confusing a man in a coma? <laughs> and uh, I think that that is such a lovely little speech. You're just getting to know, you know the character so well by that point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's still pretty early in the movie. You know, this movie, that's another great thing about it is it doesn't, the setup does not, is, you know, about three minutes and then you're off to the races, literally. Yeah. So then we find out she runs into his colleague at the law office. We find out about his accident. It's just funny. Right. And, and essential for later. Right. And uh, so the uh, then she's talking to her boss and he says, if you if you tell them now, then you might as well shoot grandma. <laughs> and, i'm digging and we, your interpretation yeah. rachel i think we might have to do a live you know, one of those charity things that they're that are so yeah. popular now where they bring the cast together but instead it'll be us <laughs> playing every role if anybody wants to sponsor that we'll we're, we're, we're up for it we're available uh, okay and so then saul tells her that he knows so he becomes kind of her confidant within the family and that is Jack Warden at playing a Saul. And I think that that's a really fun dynamic. And another, you know, another national treasure, right? He's so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And so then she goes over there for Christmas morning and I just love them opening presents. And then there's like, who the heck is Uncle Al? I don't even know. And there was always, I growing up, I feel like there was a lot of times just some like weird present from somebody like, What? who is yeah. this person again you know what i mean yeah definitely <laughs> that's really funny 
Yeah. And then, of course, the moment, though, where they have a gift for her, you know, again, you know, and, you know, they grabbed something from the gift closet or whatever it is. But, you know, we all can relate to that on certain levels. You know, it just again, it resonates. Yeah. And I like Saul. He's like seven bow ties. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, So then Jack shows up and so I, I never really realized until I was taking notes that we don't meet Jack until 30 minutes into the movie. Yeah, which as any writer will tell you is a turning point. Page uh-huh. 30, minute 30, something's got to happen. Uh-huh. Enter Jack. Yeah. It seems kind of interesting, though, for so late into this, to the rom-com to then meet the uh, the leading man at 30 minutes. I thought that was interesting. Um, the uh, Then we get the whole scene at church, which is like, I love too. They're like, I like mass better in Latin. It's nicer when you don't know what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some really great lines. Yeah. I also love when she gets Peter's wallet and he has these ridiculous pictures of him with sporting equipment, with like skis and <laughs> tennis racket and stuff. I'm like, who gets photos like that if you're not if you're not like an actor who needs like a headshot or whatever, like, I just, I don't know. well, yeah, I mean, they're trying to show he's a narcissist, but my yeah. gosh, there's such a, there's such a time capsule element to that, right? Yeah. Like, pictures <laughs> in the wallet. What? And you know, you, you think back to, remember when they used to sell those little like cellophane sleeves and you could have mm-hmm. like six pictures in your yeah. wallet. I know. Yeah. And you don't even have a, any of your loved ones at all. You just have pictures of yourself in your wallet. You're saying that's a bad thing, Rachel? that my only my only pictures in my phone are of me right, i know noted. I, I know that for a fact the only pictures in your wallet are of, of latte your dog so oh, well that's true and you're guilty as charged your cat uh, so <laughs> then we she goes to feed the cat and then jack he's immediately skeptical of her uh, and doesn't believe that she's really engaged to peter and she, he talks to Joe Jr. and uh, and he thinks that you know Joe Jr. says that he's dating her, and so Jack is, is starts questioning her, and uh, you know what's his favorite ice cream, what's all these different questions, and that's when she tells the story about the accident, and so that they believe her, <laughs> and you get the whole scene with him her hiding joe jr in the closet which she said that was hilarious i was like that you're trying on my shoes what are you doing um and we learn here that jack he actually doesn't want to be working for the family business that he wants to be making rocking chairs and I, you know that immediately so now you've gotten to know more about his character and the script takes time to give them time to just talk and and they have such great chemistry the two of them i i love when he says he's, he says about the 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 sofa in the house and he's like i'm gonna try an old trick i'm gonna push it really hard <laughs> yeah yeah it's a great moment and like the moment where she has to show that she knows the car you know it's just yeah again it's it's very much a recall to some of these older black and white movies you know and just the sparring that goes on yeah. and 
um it's lovely it's just yeah. lovely yeah and this whole scene when they he walks her back and uh the, so they're just talking and it just feels so natural you know when he says you need a better coat and he says it's my dad's coat and he's he must be freezing uh-huh. <laughs> like that's good dialogue there and uh, he, that's when he finds out about her passport and that she wants to go to Florence and she has, she literally, ha- I don't know if you would literally have it in your pocket of your coat. If you didn't have a trip planned, <laughs> your passport, but she says she's ready to go at any minute, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. She and wants to get out of there. <laughs> I love the scene when they're slipping on the ice and that's such a good way of getting them to be sort of more intimate with each other to get closer to each other without it seeming skeevy because it is kind of it's a tricky balance this movie has to make because she's engaged for all he knows and so if he was like coming on real strong that would be creepy and weird so they have to kind of create moments of intimacy that feel natural but don't feel like uh you know this person's cheating on his brother right. you know we don't, we don't want to dislike him and yeah you know when we're first introduced to uh you know the guy in the coma you know as far as we know he's going to be our leading man right right yeah. and and you know the actor you know his teeth glisten when he smiles um or twinkle and so you know it's that kind of changeover and i even love that bill pullman um isn't quite cover model yeah esque as his brother's character yeah. or as his character's or as his character's brother excuse me yeah. um so even that aspect of it is kind of nice but boy by the end you know you got a little crush there on bill pullman definitely definitely and uh, i love the what she says she says if you fit into my pants i'll kill myself <laughs> <laughs> makes me laugh a great line <laughs> yeah. a great line and i and then she goes and tells the boss the next day i'm having an affair with his brother <laughs> and he says lucy you're born into a family you do not join them like you do the marines pull the plug <laughs> more great dialogue yeah and, and you're cheating on a vegetable <laughs> so that's really funny and uh, and then you get the great scene between uh with peter and jack well jack is there peter's in the coma still they're playing cards and uh he says i've never been envious i was never envious of anything that you had until now so he's feeling it and that's building this romantic tension what's gonna happen and it's just so fun and all right. Yeah, then- I mean that's the that is that is what you want in a romantic comedy. You know they're going to get together in the end, but if you but what you if what you don't know is how it's going to happen, then that makes uh-huh. a great romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. That's too right. often we know how it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's it's not a problem with being predictable. It's about how it that almost is sort of there's sort of a comfort level there in the predictability but it's about how it's going to be executed and how it's going to turn out. And so then we get the dinner scene, which I just love so much. I think it's, it's just about perfect as you're going to say, as we said, uh, that they, they go from, <laughs> uh, from Ricky Ricardo was Cuban and, uh, the, and then you have the great ones were tall 
as <laughs> Caesar Ramirez was 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 tall. Caesar Ramirez was not Cuban. I didn't say he was Cuban. I said he was tall. And that they were talking about the mashed potatoes. And uh, I could never make a good pot roast. You need good beef. Argentina has good beef. Beef and Nazis. (laughs) John Wayne was tall. Dustin Hoffman was (laughs) 5'6". Would you want to see Dustin Hoffman save the Alamo? I, what do you think of that dinner scene? I love it. It's great. It's, you know, again, it's, it's, it's one of the enduring things about this movie is that we love every character. So even though we're getting to know the supporting cast through snippets of dialogue, it's all just super rich. And of course, a very talented cast, even, you know, the little sister yeah. uh, is just wonderful. Yeah. So then, uh, then next we, uh, we have the misunderstanding that Mary and her friend overhear Celeste saying, are you pregnant uh, to Lucy? Cause she thinks that's why they got engaged. So then Jack hears that. And this is where I get our new year's part. But then he announces to the new year's party that you shouldn't be drinking because it's not good for the baby. Yeah. <laughs> huh. And uh, that is pretty funny. And we get the whole leaning thing that he thought that Joe Jr. and her were a couple because he leaned in. And then Joe Jr. says, looks like that guy's leaning in. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but it's true. There's a hug and then there's more. We all know. There's a lingering. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lean. And so that's really good. And they have a kind of a fight and says spending a week with my family does not make you an expert on them and spending a lifetime with them doesn't make you one either. And he says, I do know that keeping a family gets complicated. And she says, would your father be happy knowing you're sitting in a token booth planning vacations that you're not taking? And then she says, you have no idea what it's like to be alone. Which again goes back to the sort of theme of the movie and makes you really root for her character. And this is when Peter wakes up, and uh, and they think that he has amnesia because he doesn't remember Lucy. Uh, and uh, and then they have their conversation in the car, and he says, "I'm really glad you won't be alone anymore." So that's really sweet, and. I love this next scene between the between Jack and his dad. I think it's so well written. It says, you work hard, try to provide for the family. And then for one minute, everything is good. Everyone is well. Everyone is happy. In that moment, you have peace. And then he says, Pop, this isn't that minute. <laughs> <laughs> And I love that because it's true that it, like it, that you have those moments with a family or a group of friends or whatever in life where it feels like, oh, this is the perfect moment. And then something like this happens. Pop, that's not that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's a great. Uh, and so then you have uh, you have Saul giving Peter the you're a putz speech. And, uh, and then, uh, then we get Ashley, uh, is back in the picture. The fiance, Ashley Bartlett Bacon. She's the most over the top 
character, of course, in the movie. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But I think she's funny. She's fun and she, you know, she's a necessary element. But I agree with you. She's probably the most underwritten character because she's kind of just one note. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so then Peter and Jack are talking and uh, he says, I, I, I know there's something special about, uh, about Lucy. And he says, I'd say that she gets under your skin. As soon as you meet her, she drives you so nuts. You don't know whether to hug her or just really arm wrestle her. She would go all the way to Europe just to get a stamp in her passport. I don't know if that amounts to insanity or just being really, really likable. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, and then we get Ashley confronting Peter and when he says i want my stuff back (laughs) that's a pretty funny line and and then peter proposes to her and uh i think uh you know that's it i it's just things are mounting the 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 pressure and she really should have told sooner but it's just like things are getting out of control and uh and her boss is the coma guy you're marrying the coma guy (laughs) and uh and so and i love how they staged the wedding because you have both men looking at her right in front you know right next to each other and so it just makes it a really fun scene she finally admits fesses up and she says i fell in love with you (laughs) Todd says you fell in love with me no all of you (laughs) and (laughs) i went from being all alone to being a fiance a daughter a granddaughter a sister and a friend i might have saved your life on the tracks that day but you really saved mine Uh, you allowed me to be part of your family and i haven't had that in a really long time and so you think that she's lost it all and you're feeling sad for half a second and then we get the he you see in the token slot you see the ring and they're all there smiling and then he proposes and it is such a great ending i love the ending yes and again that the the whole family is there right she gets uh-huh. yeah you know she's getting the whole kit and caboodle uh-huh. yeah and i love that and i don't know it's just so cute i love that he has the ring there and in the token slot and uh and he gave her the world he took her to florence and uh, that's what her dad had said that her mom had done that her mom gave her gave him the world and so it's kind of going back to that beginning full circle yeah and it's just it's great i absolutely love it i i would give it a you know five crowns perfect uh my highest rating i think it's i think it's great i really 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 love it yeah it's a it really is a perfect movie um and it's one of those things you know you summed it up nicely at the beginning because even when you put it in to watch it again if you've watched it a bunch of times which most of us even those listening probably have Mm -hmm. um you think okay i know what this is going to be i know what the experience is going to be and i'm going to enjoy it so let me just press play but you discover new things about it or things that you forgot or little quiet moments amidst the funny over the top chaotic ones. 
And that's what makes a really special movie. And gosh darn it, by the end, when that ring falls into the slot, you are just swooning. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't waste any time with a belabored, oh, how could she lie to me kind of thing. They just went right from her confession to him proposing. I I, And that I'm a, a big fan of. Yeah, absolutely. And but and it, but they were the same at the beginning too, right? It wasn't 10 minutes of showing us why she's lonely, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was it we were off to the races. Right. And yeah. um there's just really, you know, it's a really lean movie in that way. Uh there's no scene that doesn't belong in there. Very, very true. Well, it was a great choice to talk about for New Year's. So let us know if you're listening, what you think about while you were sleeping and what your preview snowflake rating is for the New Year's new movies, films. We'd love to hear in the comments section or on Twitter. And Greg, where can people follow you on social media? All that fun stuff. On Instagram and Twitter, I am at Greg McBride, G-R-E-G-G-M-C-B-R-I-D-E. And as Rachel warned you, you will see pictures of my dog and cat because I'm that person. Yeah. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So check that out. And make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all over social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really, really appreciate it. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We also have our patron group, as we mentioned earlier, and we have our merch store, which has tons of fun designs. So please check that out as well. And thanks again, Greg. This is always so great. I look forward to it every holiday season. Uh, It's uh, my honor to be here. I love you guys. You guys are so great to me and just such a beautiful community, you know, and we need, we need that right now. So thank you, Rachel and happy new year to everyone and to the whole Hallmarkies podcast crew. You guys are all great. Happy new year, 2021. It can't be worse. Uh, 2020, right? We need a five snowflake year to anyone. (laughs) That's right. That's right. All right. Bye everyone.